Hey, y'all. Thanks for joining us for another real fun episode behind the bar. My name is Chandler Phillips, and with me as always is... James Beery. And today we're trying the booch. The booch hashtag not sponsored. (laughs) It's uh, in honor of us doing our dry April, continuing our dry April. Today we have picked up a health aid booch pop, the feel-good bubbly beverage. It's a kombucha that's slightly carbonated, and it's in a can. Oh, wow. It's in a can. Right. You, you, so we had a little conversation that you're not really a fan of kombucha. I am not a booch bro. You are not a booch bro. So what? here's the thing I was having. What, what, the, what the hell is even, what is kombucha? What is kombucha? Is it just the fancy vinaigrette? <laughs> kombucha is a tea fermented with it's kind of like vinegar you ever get the it's, you ever get the apple cider vinegar that has the mother in it yeah it's just like that only with tea mm. and sugar so all right you make a you make a tea yeah. like a black or white tea yeah. and then a black or green black usually or, okay if you do a black the thing is if you do a black tea why, why do i know this if you do a black oh, i know why because i, I used to have, i had june shine before mm. and the thing is another about hard kombucha this is a hard kombucha why this is not a hard kombucha you know, this the, is pretty soft. It's pretty soft. Half flaccid kombucha. The difference and the reason why Junshine is a little bit mellower and not as vinegary is they don't use black tea at all. Hmm. The vinegariness is a product of the fermentation with the black tea, Whoa. not with the green tea. Okay, so you pretty much you just put the stuff you want in the thing and let it ferment. You can make it at home. You know, just you put you put the the bacterium and the yeast and stuff in there and just let it and eat let away it at the sugars. Ferment. You let it ferment and. You got kombucha, huh? You could throw uh, you could throw juices in it. You can throw herbs, things like that. It's supposed to be a very good prebiotic, 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 prebiotic. There's prebiotics, probiotics, like yeah. so. Probiotics have bacterium in it, uh huh. And this technically is a probiotic, but it's also a prebiotic because it's supposed to be good for the microbiome in your body mm, to help with that digestive health. But that's the real question I have before we really get into like this. Right, like, does that even work? Do, 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 do you take probiotics? Does that help you? I make sure to eat a lot of yogurt in general. That's kind of where I get my um, my culture from. <laughs> but does it help you? Uh, honestly, when I when I do have yogurt after not having some yogurt for a while, uh, it does kind of kind of help reduce bloating, and um, I guess. I'd say it kind of helps move things along. I, I, more than fiber, like dietary fiber. So this is kind of the way, the way I picture it. Like dietary fiber is like, if you got a broom, dietary fiber are the bristles on the broom. And then you have all your, your other things, your other aspects of the, of the microbiome go into what the handle of the broom is. The thing pushing all the bristles along because the fiber just kind of helps throw some roughage in there. That just helps kind of cling everything as your as, as it as as your your bowels are moving. And so when you throw in a probiotic, it kind of helps, um, I guess, grease those wheels and also helps break down food as you're digesting. So it's able to um, move a little bit more expediently and also without as much um, 
additional digestion that goes in in the intestines. That's really it's like it. I find it helps more with intestinal health because it conditions the stomach. So, is it? It's not just a a, tra, a, a fad. I mean, it could be. This could all be a placebo effect, and I have no idea what my body is actually doing. Um, I have no idea. I like to think, though, when I have a probiotic, um, it does help. Huh. Well, we have six flavors in front of us. We're only trying two. We're only trying the palm berry and the lemon lime uh, today. The booch pop. But we also have their regular line. We have the rosé, bubbly rosé. We have the Health Aid Plus Energy, the watermelon, and the uh, the Health Aid Plus Happy. Um, real quick, I just love the uh, <laughs> the little write ups that they put on all of these. Um, this one's pretty good. It's a uh, lemon, basil, guarana for that get up and go feeling that makes you want to grab life by the bottle. <laughs> There's I, no stopping you now. I love these. Uh, <clears throat> the one for the watermelon says, remember that summer fling you never wanted to end? To end? This is better than that. Watermelon plus kombucha forever. <laughs> it's, it's so, <laughs> it's so extra. Like, I can't even just, it's like dramatic. It's theatrical, but it's got the, it's got a, a little bit of flair to it. This is this one's my favorite one. Um for the uh health aid plus happy um with the slogan be a rainbow chaser. Orange, vanilla, elfenine to unleash the inner joy that only a visit from the ice cream truck can conjure. Give in to good humor and go towards the light. Oh yeah. Be a rainbow chaser. Um, that health aid plus happy. I don't know what the fuck they got in it, but <laughs> um, we might need to try that one soon. Um, kind of, <laughs> it's kind of got a, a chemically taste to it. <laughs> so I really imagine. So it is a thing. So you know, last week we did the um the ritual, right? Yeah. The zero proof tequila alternative, which somebody that I follow who's sober. Now, for like five years, they were having like a whiskey cocktail with the Zero Proof whiskey. And I was thinking huh. that there's a thing that, you know, you should have things like this at a bar. You should have non-alcoholic beverages, some different things. Yeah, some options for your non-alcoholic drinkers. You know, but this doesn't seem to be for you. So, you tell me, Chandler, what you think about the Health Aid Plus Lemon Lime and Palm pomegranate pomegranate berry pomegranate berry uh first things first i don't like kombucha it tastes like a fucking raspberry vinaigrette (laughs) i straight i cannot deal with the smell i'm a i'm a very aromatic person i like to smell my drinks before i get them and it smells it smells like like cleaning solution mixed with just like like old with turned uh cooking sherry i do not like kombucha at all and i'm not a fan that we are doing this solely for the non-alcohol like all right with that said the flavors themselves if you plug your nose and just down it they're not bad the like the residuals all those 
Not bad. But kind of like the best kombucha probably I've ever had. But that's not a high bar. <laughs> Again, I can't stress this enough. Kombucha is not a tasty beverage. It's one of those things that you choke down and think, this is good for me. Kind of like how I do a shot of MCT oil and, and can of butter in the morning. Like, it's not, I'm not doing you know, it for the I flavor. The MCT oil. I love the way it tastes. The flavor doesn't bother me. It's the mouthfeel. So of the two, which one would you say that you like the least? Um, the one that tastes like Lemon Pledge. <laughs> it smells like Lemon Pledge. It doesn't it's, taste like it. You're it, right. Okay. It, the Lemon Lime smells like Lemon Pledge. It's funky. It's twangy. If you like that shit, then go for it. It tastes like uh, like a lemon vinaigrette. That's the vinegariness, the sourness. The, I don't fuck with, with sour beers for the same reason. Um, the only way I can get down hard kombucha is if it has a real high alcohol content because that just kind of negates the, uh, the vinegary taste. So between the two of them, I'm going to have to go with the palm berry because the after flavor of just kind of like a sweet, refreshing berry is much better than the intense lemon flavor, lemon head. Like it, it does. It, it tastes like a. It tastes like you've been stuck on a lemon head. It, it's even it, the aftertaste for a while. It's like slightly lemony, but it's artificial. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't have a refreshing flavor. It has kind of a cloying flavor on top of. Now your breath also smells like vinegar. Um, I vibe with that. I don't know what it is. I I don't think they're super offensive. Here's the thing. I'm offended. If the health benefit is true, then. Well, I bought a lot of these, so I'm going to be drinking. <laughs> I'm going to be drinking them for a while, but I'm hoping that if the health benefits are true, I think it's inoffensive. I think that this one over here, the uh, the palm berry, is kind of sweet. But you're right; they have this really kind of funkiness on the nose that I don't like. I'm also not the world's largest fan of sour beers. Uh-huh. These are way better than sour beers. You know, they don't have that the same tartness. You know what I mean? It doesn't hit my palate that hard. Right. Now here's the thing though. Um is it does it count if you're completely sober? So I had the question the same thing like last week with the zero poof tequila, but I don't know. I think I was too drunk off of, of botanicals. <laughs> Turned off the botanicals. Is it a good thing? Or is it risky if you're like if you're a recovering addict or alcoholic to to drink things that remind you of alcohol or to have things that have small a small even if it's trivial it says on the bottle that there could be a small amount of alcohol in it mm-hmm. it's very unlikely just trace amounts of alcohol but from it the, could be from the fermentation and are things like that dangerous are they risky I think it's more dangerous to get a kombucha that's unpasteurized. I mean, yes. Oh, I heard a horror story once of somebody who got like, they uh, they went blind from making, no, they made, they made kombucha at home. And that's the thing about like fucking canning and shit at home. You fucking get botulism or some shit. Like you gotta be really careful yeah. when it comes to fermenting in the house. Wait, wait, we have to be careful about <laughs> fermenting and brewing. Oh yeah. And, uh, oof. Um, yeah, I I think if you're using something as a substitute to keep you from, I guess, using, then whatever method you're doing, 
as long as it's keeping you from using and you feel confident in that method, then more power to you. So if you go to a bar and you're not drinking and you see some tequila, non-alcoholic tequila alternative and you think, okay, now I can fill the role that alcohol would provide in a social setting without the inebriation, yeah, more power to you. If it causes you to relapse, maybe rethink. Uh, but isn't, <laughs> but it's, it's all a... Um, a person by person basis but isn't it a large part of it is uh social you know it, it's not so it's no sorry when you're an alcoholic it's not just social right you know what i mean it's habitual it's like when you're smoking a cigarette you know people love the feel of the cigarette in their hands mm-hmm. they love the habit right and they also love something about the taste and these things don't really have the same energy they don't give you you know it's like holding a square cigarette if you smoke, you know what I mean? It's not <laughs> or a the same. USB. It's not fulfilling the same touch, the same tangible thing that the, you those get. Those like tactile. Yes. Thing. You know, it doesn't smell the same. Mm-hmm. I think in that case, the kind of off putting twang of kombucha helps fulfill that role. Like, Can, won't that trigger you, maybe? I don't know. Depends on it. That, that depends on the person. I haven't felt a need to want alcohol as a result of drinking these in fact it's kind of reminding me why beer makes me feel not great now here's one thing before we wrap up okay um how is this even connected with the episode that we're doing or that we've done (laughs) on friday oh our was that in good taste episode where we talk about cultural and identity erasure um well i'm so glad you asked uh we're tying this in on account of the culture that has to go into a kombucha and how that creates the initial (laughs) booch blend. But as you add in flavors and uh, botanicals and herbs and all that, you tend to lose sight of the initial kombucha culture to begin with. And in fact, the whole flavor of whatever tea you used along with the yeasts are kind of erased and obscured from the final product uh which is a blending of a bunch of different other things so that's That's a stretch yeah it's a bit but hey we had to find something to drink that wasn't alcoholic so here we go um i'm gonna go ahead and finish off this this palm berry because and while you do that i guess i'm gonna finish off this episode yep uh this is of course like every Single Monday at 8 a.m. behind the bar. I'm James Beery. I'm Chandler Phillips. And uh, you don't have to take Uber home, I guess. We're not drinking. You could drive. Yeah, no, this is a a dry bar. Next week we're drinking. But not a blow dry bar.